Welcome back to another installment of the greatest podcast in the history of podcasts in Payne County. This is your, I don't know why I'm doing this. I don't even know if that's true. And his sidekick, Father Brian O'Brien and Father Kerry Wakulich. Tell them what they've won, Father O'Brien. Do you know there actually is? uh, I mean, I'm sure there are. (laughs) Yeah. We have a crowd here. Uh, Uh I'm sure there are other podcasts. That was my other personality applauding. I'm sure there are other podcasts going on. But uh, I I will give a shout out to the city of Stillwater. What? Um, the city of Stillwater started a podcast called FYI Stillwater. <gasps> no way. And it's about city government. I Get pumped, people. City government podcast. I listen to it every week, and I love it. And what did they talk about recently? Uh, so, for example, they had uh, the fire chief, Tom Bradley, who's a parishioner. Oh, really? Oh, um, yeah, sure. Yeah. Okay. Tom's a regular, regular uh, Sunday mass goer. Okay. And they, like, interviewed him. And he talked about like what the fire chief does and what the fire department does Sweet. and how far they cover and like what the you know things they do. Then there was one. Are you ready? Are you On ready? road construction? There, no, no. It was about garbage and recycling. Wow. By the way, can we please, we need to put out our trash every Tuesday night. What? We always oh, forget. No, no. But no, then uh, you remember last week it was super windy. And? And we, and our, the wind like opened up. Picked up the trash. Up, open, no, it, it, opened, tr- it opened up our recycling bin, and there was stuff all over our yard and the neighbor's yard. Well, if you'd stop recycling and just start burning <laughs> in the backyard, we wouldn't have this problem. Like normal people. Like normal people who live behind a oh, pasture. Man. <laughs> so anyway, check out, the, uh, check out the FYI Stillwater pod. If you're in Stillwater. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So we might be the second best podcast because of that. Well, I just read the newspaper, so I get everything I need. That is true. Shout out to the Stillwater News Press. And y'all should read it. I like. I love it. I do enjoy. My favorite. what's your favorite? No, no, no. no. <laughs> when we when we get this is what happens. So we get in our at our house, our our rectory, uh, Father Kerry and I, we get two <laughs> newspapers every day. We get uh, the Stillwater News Press, and we get the Tulsa World. Yep. Because we try to keep up. You read the obituaries, you know, the Irish the Irish uh, sports section, as it was known in Boston, <laughs> the obituaries. Uh, but, you know, you kind of keep up with what's going on. And the so we when we get the when we get the Stillwater News Press, you know, you go through and you see pictures. We see parishioners. You see people and you know, obituaries. And uh, you like to read the comics. And then you read the comics to me. Uh-huh, Broomhilda. As if, as if I'm, like, looking at it. And it's just, I don't get it. <laughs> comics were not meant to be read to another person. Notice they don't do audiobooks of comics. Anyway. Okay. Anyway. So we love the Payne County Sheriff's Report. Oh, yeah. Because every single time they just go through like domestic disturbance, you know, burglary. Lost donkey. And then they'll be like, you know, like ca- cow on road. And you're just like, yes, cow on road. I get a lot of that from Amy Gallegos, too. Oh, it's the best. <laughs> it's the best. So sometimes I like take a picture and put it up on my Instagram as I try to like give, I try to give my family and like my, you know, friends elsewhere and, uh, you know, kind of try to give them a little, a little flavor yeah. for good old Pig County. And this is a very agricultural area and so you know cows cows get out i'm worried about that when my cow operation starts my cows getting out not being able to get them back in a, into the pasture is that going to be your responsibility uh well when, you're just a, a you're an investor well when cameron goes off to the army and is a vet i'm gonna have to do all this you're gonna go take care of the cows yeah 
Oh, I didn't know that was part of it. That's part of the deal. I thought you just like invested money. Uh uh-uh. uh. I'm gonna have to get some uh Are you a rancher? I am. I'm Are we a, I, I thought we weren't allowed to have second jobs. I it's not a second job. It's like um, It's a hobby. It's a hobby. I'm a hobby farmer. I'm a hobby rancher. I'm in the cow-calf operation. Do you have or, boots? Um, I do have mud boots, yes, okay. and a four-wheel drive vehicle. That's true. So I'm set. I'm, I'm halfway like there. Me. I need a truck. You can buy me a truck. Man, a couple weeks ago, I drove You know, I drove to South Dakota. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was snowing. And my I well, here's what I noticed in like, Nebraska and Iowa and South Dakota – it's snowing, and I'm driving on the road, and I'm like, nobody else here is driving a Camry. Everybody here like has trucks. Okay, well, when you're driving along that section of the highway to South Dakota, you're going through corn and cow country the whole way. It's like you never see a town more than 1,000 people along that route. So no one's driving Toyota Camry cars there. But if you're driving on ice... It's slip, 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 slip. But boy, do I get good gas mileage. I know. 14 to the gallon right here, dear sir. Is that it? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, okay. It goes, maybe it goes not, downhill Maybe I'm not that. getting a truck. But anyway, we are- uh, we you are. mine. It's wonderful to be with you. Uh, we are the pastors of pain. Yeah. I'm Father Brian O'Brien. I, uh, I am the pastor of St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church here in good old Stillwater. Did we not introduce ourselves? Oh, already? we didn't. We just we just launched right into being the the best podcast in Payne County. Whoa, that's a big. That's a. There may be a rancher. And then out I there. mentioned that we have some competition. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know. Okay, speaking of competition, this uh, this happened a couple weeks ago. Tell so, me. Someone asked me. Oh my. Well, they said, and then they asked me. Oh, I love your new church, and I said that's not my church. And they go, what? And I said. That's the other priests in town's church, and they said, "What?" Like it was, it was kind of like confusing. Like they maybe they assumed there was only one Catholic priest in oh. town, a, oh, or that I knew the other priest in town, and I said, "Yeah, that's uh, that's Father Brian O'Brien's parish." And they said, "Okay, so, uh, so you like, do you know him?" I said, uh, "Yeah, yeah, uh, I know, yeah, I know him. We we live in the same house together." And they said, "It was like you could see the wheels." Yeah, but do turning. you know him? And they said, yeah, uh, oh, oh, okay, so you guys live in the same house together. I said, yeah, we're friends. Yes, friends and uh, housemates. And he said, well, how do you, how do you keep your, uh, how do you keep like your, like, like, do you, do you, like, how do you work out that church thing if like both of you are Catholic priests in the same town? Like, do you compete? I was like, yes. Uh, I said, yeah, I go over there and I steal his people. Feats of strength. <laughs> we arm wrestle every night to see at what t- uh, who gets to uh, put the, the temperature in the house to their desired level. 65. We have a, I think we've agreed. Yeah, 65. On 65, 65. yeah. So that, that, Saves us money too. Heck yeah. Uh, we could crank it down to like 40 and just like wear maybe a polar bear. No, then I'll have to buy another blanket and that'll cost money. Yeah, sure. I don't want to do that. So th- this was that conversation we had. Uh, so had in their mind, in this person's mind, like we, there's two Catholic. If you're if you're not familiar with our situation here, there are two Catholic churches in Stillwater. One, St. John Catholic Student Center, headed up by Father Carey, and then St. Francis Xavier, headed up by me. And so, what did you say? I mean, so that we're. I mean, we we are not the same. We are different parishes serving different populations. Right. St. John Catholic Student Center serving anybody who goes to OSU. And St. Francis Xavier serving everyone the, else. The townies. Yeah. 
And so I, I just told him, I said, yeah, it's one, it's one church. Like the Catholic Church on the on St. Francis. Holy Catholic. Yeah, the four the four marks and of the church. Apostolic. One holy Catholic and apostolic. So I, I just basically explained that to them. And they were just shocked. Because I think sometimes in, in different parts of the state or the country, you've never met a, a Catholic priest before. Like the the gentleman who uh, asked me to bless his plants a couple of weeks ago. Oh man, <laughs> tell him you're, this was uh, he, he for the Father Kerry comes home and he says uh, a guy asked me to bless his farm or his plants and I was like oh yeah did you do that because we actually you know we do do that there's a we have this book of blessings and and in the book of blessings there's actually a blessing of flocks and fields yeah exactly so if you if for those of you listening if you have you know animals livestock or fields that you want you blessed know, that you want, yeah let me know us. call us and we'll, so i said we'll oh there. yeah well, what kind of plants and but he goes this was a special uh, kind of plant can- he said cannabis it's my medicine and my face was oh, just boy. in shock Cannabis, really? Your medicine, okay. Anyway, so this this new we were, adventures all the time. So we're just talking about the origins of of church and churches and ecclesial communities and things such as that. Yeah. So people get, I, I mean, in the Catholic Church, uh, one, I mean, one of the reasons. Uh, I mean, I love being Catholic. Uh, I hope you can tell that by the way I live my life and and this podcast and. Uh, being Catholic is awesome, and, mm-hmm. and and there's many, many, many things to that. I mean, first and foremost, the the Eucharist, um, the sacraments. But one thing that I think I think even a lot of lifelong Catholics or or new Catholics don't know very well is is our history. So I remember in seminary. You know, we took multiple semesters of of church history. You kind of get early church, you get medieval, you get sort of uh, you know modern church history, and. And his, historically, it, I think is one of the best arguments for the Catholic Church. So when we say in the creed, every every Sunday we say the Nicene Creed, and one of the things we say is that the the Church is, I believe in one holy, Catholic, and apostolic Church. Right. So by apostolic, we mean that the Church that we are in goes all the way back to the time of the Apostles. An, in an unbroken line. And there's really only one church who can say that, and that is the Catholic Church. And so when you look at like other other denominations, other religions, um, for me, that has always been a major kind of convincing point to being, staying, or becoming Catholic. Yeah. Is okay. that you go back. Now, is, is our church perfect? No. Was it perfect back in the time of the apostles? No. Um, but that unbroken line, um, so that I'm a priest, I was ordained by a guy who 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 was ordained by, guy ordained by, ordained by Jesus. Amen. And that's pretty incredible. That's pretty incredible. I, I saw one one time. It was a uh, list of the bishops of France. And it went all the way back to Irenaeus of Lyon. Yeah. Uh, Lyon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the, the, the Bishop of Lyon. Early. Yeah. yeah, all the way back. And uh, Hilary of Poitiers in Western France. Way back, yep. Uh, so, the, the, I mean, it has ancient, ancient origins. So if you look at, uh, so I, I actually Googled, I Googled, uh, how old is your church? And I found this awesome uh, little chart 
Uh, I found one on EWTN called How Old Is Your Church? And then I found this one on a, on a website called staycatholic.com, How Old Is Your Church? And so it says, like the year founded, um, Catholic Church, 33 AD, name of the founder, Jesus Christ. Uh, Lutheran, year founded, 1517, founder, Martin Luther. Church of England, 1534, King Henry VIII. Presbyterian, 1560 by John Knox. Congregationalist, Baptist, Dutch Reform, Quaker, Amish, Methodist, Unitarian, Episcopalian, Disciples of Christ, uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Seventh-day Adventist, Salvation Army, etc. And down, down, down it goes. And it has the year it was founded and then the person who founded it. Um, and so you go all the way back, you know, to the very top, and it says, name of church, Catholic, year founded, 33, name of founder, Jesus Christ. For me, that's a very compelling argument for the Catholic, for the Catholic yeah, exactly. Church. Do you agree? I, uh, I do. That's Circle awesome. gets a square. Yes, winner. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I love one of my favorite things about uh, about the the church is is the is the great history of it that it goes back to all these early dates that, it, you know, the the people that put together the Bible, the people who uh, preserve the faith. In the most difficult times, I mean, I mean, look at like the Gnostic heresies. They kept the church alive during the Gnostic heresies. They kept the church alive during the Monophysite heresies. They kept the church alive during the Donatists, uh, the Donut heresy, the Donut heresies, Donatists, the Donatists. I knew I had that right or wrong. One of the two, I can never remember. They kept the church alive during the Nestorian heresies when. All it that, was being taught that Jesus' two natures were kind of connected, but not fully. They established the creed on what we believe yep. uh, of this of this faith that is one holy Catholic and apostolic. So it, it goes back to the very beginnings. And even even the um, you know in in the early church, when they're telling people like what to believe, saying, stay in this line. Um, for example, like um, Irenaeus of Lyon in the 189. You can go. You can. There's a That's really the year. Gr- the year 189. The year 189. Oh. Uh, against it call, it's uh, against the heresies, and he talks uh, on the preeminent authority that it is faithful everywhere because the apostolic per- tra- tradition has been preserved continuously by those faithful men who exist everywhere. Everywhere meaning uh, universally, like Catholic. That everywhere they go, this tradition has, and this faith has been kept together in a oneness because of this handing down. And even when there are moments like, uh, what was that, Jerome? Who was it that he says he woke up and the whole world was Arian? Was that uh, St. John Chrysostom? Mm. Oh, you have to look it up. Uh, Anyway, he, he says, I woke up and the whole world was Arian. Uh, that the Arian heresy had corrupted so many people's hearts, and it had corrupted bishops and leaders, but the truth is still there. And this takes great sacrifice to keep the church together. I mean, yeah. it it was it was won by the cross and the resurrection. Those are uh, those are those are difficult moments. Like, yeah, you know, the cross is death, and that's what keeps. Uh, the church together. The resurrection keeps the church together. The life of the Holy Spirit keeps the church together and animates it. But then you look at, you know, kind of the, when we say that the church is one, 
you know, you look at kind of, okay, unity around what are we united? And again, I think one of the major arguments for Catholicism is that we have unity uh, around uh, around the successor of St. Peter. Um, so if you don't know this, folks, there's a, there's a, a beautiful church in Rome, or just outside of Rome, called St. Paul's Outside oh, the Walls. Awesome. So Google it, St. Paul's Outside the Walls. And in it uh, are the remains of saints where St. Paul is buried. Um, interesting note, side note, won't get into it, maybe another show sometime. All of the apostles, okay, so all of the apostles except John were martyred, uh-huh. right? All of the apostles are buried in Catholic churches. Right. So that should tell you something. And from, all from of the historic, churches in the Holy Lands where Jesus rose. Right, uh, right, our Catholic, Catholic churches. The Beatitudes. Right, right. Um, and so when when you go way back, you go to St. Paul's outside the walls. What they have on the on the wall on the walls of St. Paul's outside the walls is starting with St. Peter, uh, the first pope. Uh, there are pictures of oh, all yes. of all of the popes. Forgot about all that. along the the top of yeah. the of the basilica. And so you can go there, and you can start with Peter. And you can just walk and work, down. And work your way down all the way through history. And then you'll get to like your lifetime. And you'll see John the 23rd, Pope Paul the 6th, Pope Paul, uh, John Paul the 1st, John Paul the 2nd, Benedict the 16th, and Pope Francis. And there they are, all along the wall of this basilica. And it shows that, that unbroken line and the unity around which, you know, so we, we have a leader. We have the vicar of Christ, God's chosen representative on earth, Pope mm-hmm. Francis, who is our leader, and, and, and so the successor of St. Peter. And we can go back, all the way back to St. Peter right. in, that, in that unbroken line. So anyway, Google that. It's, it's a really, it's a cool well, kind of representation would, of that. Okay, why is that important? Why is it important well, to go back to Peter? Yeah, so we, well, one, because, I mean, those, those apostolic origins that when, when your church is founded, so we would say in the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew 16, 18, um, Jesus says to Peter, um, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against her. Uh, when you go to Rome, again, uh, and you go to St. Peter's Basilica, uh, you you go you walk in and you look up at the at the big dome, and above uh, the dome, uh, in in big letters, seven foot tall letters, in Latin is "Tu es Petrus." You are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And there it is. All right. If you go directly below that big dome, directly below the altar. The, the, pa- the main papal altar, you will find the bones of St. Peter. The tomb? The tomb of St. Peter. Huh. Yeah. And so that's important because th- we're not making this up. <laughs> it's, yeah. not, it's not what I believe or what you believe or what the majority of people believe and we, and we get together and we, and we vote and we say, let's change this teaching or that teaching doesn't really suit us. The teachings go all the way back mm-hmm. to the time of Jesus. And so when people say, did Jesus found a church? Matthew 16, 18, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. 
That's what Jesus says. Those are his words. Okay. And so then when we talk about, especially teaching, if you talk about kind of the main, the main moral issues of the day, right? What's to distinguish between my opinion and your opinion of who's, of who's right? How do we know who's right? And what a lot of people would say is, well, whatever you think is right and whatever I think is right. And we would say, bull, <laughs> right? We might both be wrong. Yeah. But if you say that, let's take abortion, right? You say that abortion is one of the great moral evils of our time. And somebody else says, I think it's actually okay. I think it's actually a good thing, right? One of you is wrong. Mm-hmm. Or you're both wrong. It's Maybe it's somewhere in the middle, right? What, what authority is there to come to a conclusion to say, this is right and this is wrong? This, this, you know, when you mentioned all those kind of heresies and all that, when Arian comes along and starts spouting his nonsense, who gets, who gets together and says, nope, Arian, wrong. Arianism is a heresy. And, and, and the opposite of Arianism is not, is what we believe. Yeah. How did, the, how did we get the Bible? I mean, that's a, that's a whole other show. I'm getting kind of ranty. I don't mean to. I just get real excited about <laughs> yeah. it. Um, you know, where did the Bible come from? Um, I always start. I start RCIA, our, our Christian initiation, when we talk about scripture. Of, yeah, of, yeah, sure. Like, which came first? Which came first, the church or the Bible? Uh, the church, because it says it in the Bible that the church came first. Right. So, but I think a lot of Christians would 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 dispute that. Would would try to argue that point. That at, we learn from the Bible how to be a church, um, and we certainly can and should. Yeah. But where from where did the Bible come? Why do we have these certain books and not others? Uh-huh. There was a lot of early church writings. Shepherd of Hermes. Why did why did these books get in and these books didn't? Because, because of the church. Because of the authority of the church said these are in and these are out. Uh-huh. Hard pass on those things. Let's let's bring these things yeah. in. Yeah. Wow. So anyway, it's it's important that that history when you look back at how how old is your church. Um, and we don't, and, and I hear us, hear us, uh, in in the spirit in which this is intended, is not as a um, sort of triumphalism, um, but trying to kind of state what what are the facts and the reasons that we hold dear of why, not only that we're priests, but mm-hmm. why we're Catholic. Yeah, and the historical argument for Catholicism, I believe, is very, very, very compelling. Yeah. Uh, can I give you a little modern example of what's uh, going on? You up? may. Oh, well, thank you very I would, much, Father I would O'Brien. I love it. Uh, okay. Uh, well, something we have going on in the world right now is the Orthodox Church of Ukraine. Tell us the, about the, that. The Orthodox that Church, so there's two, they call them the, the two churches of Ukraine, the Byzantine Greek Catholic Church, uh, which is Ukrainian, and the Orthodox Church in Ukraine under the governance of Moscow. Now, interesting things have been going on recently in there because this, the Orthodox Church of Ukraine doesn't want to be connected with Russia. They don't want to be connected with Moscow, which is Moscow is the seat of the Orthodox Church, the Russian Orthodox Church. And so what, what has happened is the Orthodox Church in Ukraine has, partition, has petitioned Bartholomew of Constantinople, which is Istanbul, Constantinople, and said, hey, will you help us 
separate from Moscow. And Bartholomew has granted permission for the Orthodox Church of Ukraine to separate from Moscow. That allows then something really cool to happen, that the Orthodox Church of Ukraine and the Greek Catholic Ukrainian Church of Ukraine, Catholic Church, yeah, Catholic Church, yep. can because I'm an Eastern I'm an Eastern Catholic, a, a Greek Ukrainian. We have the identical liturgy, and the only thing that separates the two liturgies is the name of the Pope. That's it, Francis. What do they say? They don't. Say, they say they would say the name of the Patriarch of Moscow, Kriv. Okay. Oh. So now, when you start to look at that, you say, well, okay, why did they petition Bartholomew of Constantinople to separate? Why would they petition Bartholomew to separate? It's because there's actually, in the, in the church world, a hierarchy of the churches. And it goes like this. It's Rome, and if you noticed it, ever in a letter... Whenever a patriarch writes to another patriarch, they always talk to them in that they, they'll sit, call them first of the churches. Yeah. And so it's Francis, my brother, first of the churches. That's the so way an it's— an acknowledgment that it was, it was Catholic— and then from there, there was well. Then there, then splitting, there's these th- splitting off. No, the, I don't know if it was splitting. I don't know if I would say splitting off, but three other kind of like sovereign regions separated. They separated. Yeah. So there's uh, there's Alexandria. Well, they go Rome, Constantinople, Alexandria, which is Cairo, and Antioch, which is in Syria. And then fifth is you know probably um, Greece. Uh, and then and then <coughs> Moscow. So what what is actually really cool here is that you can see that hierarchy of the church going on because now Bartholomew and Francis have become really good friends. So these two um, first of the churches, Rome, and the second, which in hierarchical order, Constantinople, are coming closer and closer to yes. unity. Yeah. And it's not like Bartholomew wants to stay out there all by himself. He wants to be connected with Rome because when you're connected with Rome, you're connected with all of church history. You're connected with Peter. With the, yeah, the, the successor And you're of connected Peter. with Paul. Right. Because these two great evangelists went to then the center of the world yep. to evangelize. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. And, I, you know, great strides have been made, uh, especially over the last, oh, probably, I mean, 50 years or yeah. so, to, to bring kind of East and West together yeah um, and those are just those are things that we should be praying for that idea of, of Christian unity and and in terms of kind of the if you will the low-hanging fruit Catholic and Orthodox we're so close we're so close yeah um, that Jesus's prayer in the Gospel of John that all may be one yeah. um, where it seems like a lot of Christianity is getting more divisive or more splintered more splintered as as different churches, kind of take, especially on kind of moral moral issues, theological issues, they're getting further away yeah. from, from Catholicism. Uh, the Catholic Orthodox unity is is doable. Yeah. Uh, and, have you ever read... The, sorry. 
Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, you ever read the uh, Lutheran Catholic letter on justification and it, faith? Uh, we read it in seminary. Yeah. Um, One of my classmates, now a priest, Father Mark Miller up in Madison, Wisconsin, he read it as a Lutheran, as a Lutheran going to Lutheran seminary, and he his result was, and he's a smart, super smart guy, was, I guess we're Catholic now, and became Catholic. Oh, all the while, all the while, his dad Welcome. was a Lutheran pastor. Oh, is that right? Yeah, and now he's a priest. And now he's a priest. And, oh, God yeah. bless him. He's, his I, his parents were awesome. They took care of me when I was up in Wisconsin one wow. time. Wow! Uh, but it was he just read that Lutheran Catholic That's dialogue beautiful. and said, "You know what? This the schism is over. It's we agree on these things. So if we agree on these things, let's go back to where it was. Where it was." That's crazy. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So check out Father Mark Miller. So yeah, so we we just thought we thought this discussion would be helpful. Uh, I I learned I learned some things uh, about so uh, about the especially about the Orthodox Church. I always learn things about the Orthodox Church from you because that's not something, not part of my upbringing, not part of even a lot that I've really yeah. studied. Um, but anyway, how old is your church? Ask yourself that question. How old is your church? Is it ever ancient um, and ever new? Is it apostolic? Oh, yeah. Is it apostolic? And that's what the Catholic Church is. It is. It's one, holy, Catholic, and apostolic. If you want to know more about this, uh, you mentioned that the, the uh, Catholic Lutheran document. Yeah. Uh, un, unum Sint, which is a document uh, in the, that the uh, Catholic Church has, has written. Uh, you might read this, the documents of the Second Vatican Council. Or just Google... Early Church Fathers, Apostolic Succession. Read it. Great stuff. So anyway, we are the Pastors of Pain. We're so glad you joined us, and we will uh, see you, listen to you, hear you next week. May God God bless you. you.